For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is scalzo and brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is scalzo and brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is scalzo and brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is scalzo and brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City, this is Scalzo and Brust, presented by Potosi Brewing Company on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Presented by Potosi Brewing Company, he is Ben Brust, I'm Greg Scalzo, Alex Trofe, Josh, and Maggio running the show. You, the Scalzo and Brust family on Twitter, at Scalzo and Brust. The patented official Scalzo and Brust talking text line, 800-990-3776. Ben Brust, you were a man of the people yesterday down at the Deer District following the Bucks' big win as they tie the series up 2-2. Mr. Netson for Ben Brust. I love when things are made up about me on this show. Uh, the thing is, is I do you said say Netson four. There's no you, Josh has marked things on this program of things I've said. I believe was it Netson five? I might have no. It wasn't. It just said the Nets are going to win the series. It was that simple. Uh, but a, a Kyrie uh, Irving injury and a James Harden injury later. Sorry, I was wrong. Or am I going to be? We'll see. Ooh, you're still picking the Nets. Uh, no, I was feeling alive down at the Deer District. Uh, there was a lot of random Nets fans. Uh, I couldn't tell if there were Nets fans walking around because they had just bet on the Nets. Uh, but the Bucks fans were alive and well yesterday down at the Deer District. A lot of alcohol was consumed. A lot of celebrating was being done. Um... Yes, there's going to be some babies being made after the Bucks victory last night based <laughs> off the people that I was talking to yesterday. Yes, you did talk to those people. Uh, we have some sound of you interviewing some folks. I hope we get some good Bucks insight. I'm looking forward to what sort of the reaction to the game was. Uh, afterwards, right outside of the stadium, as it seemed like there was a fire at one point following the game. That's how hot the Bucks were. Ba-doom, uh, but it was actually just a security alarm or a fire alarm that went off. They evacuated. Uh, Joshy, are we ready to, to, to intro some of this to the world? I am. I want to start with the most important clip. Okay. I just don't think they can match up. Ben is awesome. I like that guy. <laughs> That's your favorite clip? That clip sucks, Josh. I'm hoping to get some Nets, some Bucks Nets clips here following the game. Like, what was the whole environment like down there at the Deer District following it? Josh, let's hear from somebody else uh, from the Deer District yesterday after the win. I want to tell you about Ben Bruss. Well, tell me about Ben Bruss then. Golf course. What happened there? Big shots. At Germantown Golf Course? Yeah, you remember when we were there? Yeah, of course, but what happened? Did I do anything special? Well, you almost took that guy's wife. I remember that. how did you almost take somebody's wife at Germantown Golf Course? I honestly, I lied to him. 
I don't remember being at Germantown Country Club with him, and I don't remember what he had uh, claimed that had almost happened at Germantown Country Club. I don't think... What? Oh, actually, I do remember now. This was recent. Huh? Uh Uh-oh. No, no, don't worry. This is easily explainable. We were all drinking and drunk and having a good time. We were chanting. We were singing songs. And the the gal was a Badger fan, and his his her husband was getting uncomfortable. So we were just making jokes and la la la. la. Is this in the Susie era, Ben? Yes, this is in the Susie era. I literally came zero zero inches away from her. We were probably twenty feet away the entire time. Uh, all right, so again, continuing on, Josh, I hope we have something that wasn't centered around Ben Brust, as Ben Brust is supposed to be out there talking Bucks Nets with the people around the Deer District. Let's hear what else people they have They were asking say. about me. The half court shot you hit against Michigan. I was super hungover that day, and I jumped off the couch for that. I couldn't. That's like the only thing I did all day long. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah. I should have known that this is all going to somehow go back to Ben Brust. Like, I should have known that this was all going to come back to Benny, that he wasn't going to want to talk about the game, he wasn't going to want to talk about anything else. It was going to be Ben Brust walking around with his chest out like, hey, I'm Ben Brust, what do you think about me? Josh DiMaggio. That's the sound that Josh we have DiMaggio, right now you were with coming. me. You were with me the entire day, and you're choosing to choose the four clips where people, not me, Randomly yelled out my name. You literally at one point said, yeah, tell me about Ben Bross. That's because he brought it up first. prompted. He brought it up first. I didn't know. It would be funnier if you said, I'm not Ben Brust. Like, you didn't play the, you didn't play a character, Ben. You walked around saying, look at me, I'm Ben Bruss. Uh, everybody, please talk to me. Alex Strofe, how excited were you to hear some Ben Bruss man on the street clips? And now all of a sudden, all we have is clips about Ben Bruss. I'm surprised you're surprised by this. I mean, Benny, I assume you were drinking it. You probably needed to get like eight IV drips this morning because Ben Brust fashion. But uh, yeah, he made it about himself. Not shocked. Still high quality content, I'd argue, though. I'll be nice in that regard. Josh DiMaggio. Uh, I do have Bucks takes. I do. Okay, give me I, a good give me a good Bucks take here from the Deer <laughs> District yesterday, featuring Ben Brust uh, in the Deer District Boys, which is what we're calling the newfound friendship between Josh DiMaggio and Ben Brust. What did you think of Greg Scalzo's defensive performance in the second half? Uh, it's He's on the Bucks. He did amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Greg. Way to, way to show up on defense in the second half there, bud. Could there be a name that sounds less like an NBA player than Greg Scalzo? Um, I mean, Dante DiVincenzo. What's the, Dante what's the, DiVincenzo sounds like a... Uh, maybe it's just because we know him. Yeah, exactly. If you didn't know... If, if, your, if your buddy was Dante DiVincenzo that you went to high school with, he wouldn't look like a basketball player. I'm saying it sounds. I'm saying what the the sound of the name, not not looks like the name. Yes, yes, the name sounding. I said that wrong. Uh, Josh DiMaggio, uh, what else? What's your favorite clip that you have from yesterday uh, that Ben Bross was able to produce? How do bees make honey? I don't know, bro. All right. Sting the somebody. What the. Ben Brust, last week, famously, <laughs> thought that Ben, that, that, that 
honey was made from the sweat of bees, that bees just, honey oozed out of their pores and somehow it was extracted out for, uh, for, for us to use. Uh, I'm guessing that's where that question arised from. And he said, what, Ben? Uh, is the sting the blank out of somebody. Again, people around the Deer District were great. They were in great moods. And as stupid as they were about bees, they made me feel like I wasn't that dumb with my answer last week. So it was a good environment. Do you think it was more fun inside of that game or outside of that game? Because outside, it looked like a pure party. I love the outside. I, like, I love the outside. You can barely tell what is going on at times in the game because you're going to get caught up in a conversation. You're going to run into somebody you know. You're going to be trying to do anything you can to get alcohol in your hand if possible. But I, I actually I love the vibes of the outside more than the inside. Uh, the inside, you know, it's, it can get a little stuffy in there. Outside, it's like anything goes. I mean, there was uh, Aaron Rodgers would have a, t- a ton of fun at the Deer District. Like there is no doubt Aaron Rodgers would love it, Joshy. I mean, everywhere you looked and it smelled, you would smell something that Aaron Rodgers likes. Ooh, Aaron Rodgers is a weed guy. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent a weed guy. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Very- Kill Rogers Yelich onto the Kumpo. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna. You're killing Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah. A lot of that. Very honest. Goodbye. We're gonna. It's a family man. Family, family man. man. Rogers. You know, the one night. You're killing Yelich. Yeah, we're gonna kill Yelich. Baseball player. Hard hitting oh. analysis down at the Deer District. <laughs> Did we have any other good analysis on the Aaron Rodgers situation yesterday? It's Ben Bruss, Joshi DiMaggio, this Scalzo and Bruss presented by Potosi Brewing Company across ESPN with Scott's at 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. Call us, text us. Um, what, what was it? MFK, uh, Yelich, Giannis, Rodgers that you were asking? MFK, Yelich, Rodgers, and uh, Antetokounmpo. Uh, is there any way we could make that make that a little bit more air appropriate here? What do you mean? I mean, for people who might not understand the game, uh, marry, sleep s- with, screw, kill. Any other hard-hitting analysis from uh, from fans outside of the Deer District to, on Aaron Rodgers? I want some Aaron Rodgers he- here. All right, you got you ready for this one, Mary. Kill Rogers, Yelich, Giannis. Kill, kill Rogers. Killing Rogers. Why are we killing Rogers? Okay. Marrying who? Yelich uh, and Antetokounmpo. Oh, Mary Giannis. Well, no, you got. Oh, okay. You did kill Rogers. Uh, is Aaron Rogers a weed guy? Well, now he is. He's moved to Colorado. He's playing for Denver. Ah, oh, he's already done it. It's, it's yes. a done deal. <laughs> Hard-hitting analysis from the Deer District. Ben, do you feel like you accomplished a lot yesterday? I feel like I'm being duped. I feel like there's way better stuff that Josh DiMaggio's holding on to me right now. This is the best stuff. I spent hours scouring through it. I got all the takes. I found all the takes. Here's the takes. Unbelievable. Set up by Greg and Josh. How are you set up? I I wasn't there. I'm hearing these for the first. I expected some like fun, like hey, what's it, what's it been like outside of the stadium? Get, make me feel like I'm a part of everything. And all I got was Ben Brust asking questions about Ben Brust. 
Well, I didn't ask any of those questions, but they happen to bring it up. It's not my fault if they bring it up. I'm going to roll with it. You know me. I just don't think they can match up. Again? Ben Rust is awesome. I like that guy. Yeah. Jeff Bed chimes in 800-990-3776. I totally agree. It's better to be outside of the Fiserv than inside. It's like being at Summerfest on a Saturday night. Put that on the poll, Joshy. Better to watch the Bucks game outside the Pfizer Forum or inside the Pfizer Forum. 608 chimes in. Uh, that is JB in the V. Jeff in Verona says, I can't stand this Alex guy's voice talking about Alex Strofe. He sounds like a character on The Simpsons. Can you talk real quick, uh, uh, Alex, please? I just want to hear your voice. Did he really just compare me to a, the yellow folks? I, I don't sound like a Simpson, do I? Did he really just compare me to the yellow folks? Do I really sound like a Simpson? Mark Murphy called Aaron Rodgers a complicated fella over the weekend. We'll talk about what it means for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers next. That's Scalzo and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. So that was the last full book you read? Oh, 1,000%, yes. In high school, you believe? Yes, yeah, so that would have been 20, 20, uh, 2010. When I graduated. So 10 years ago. 10 years ago. It's been a decade since you read a full book. I'm starting to realize that people read books. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Tell me about Ben Bruss. What happened there? Big shots. At Germantown Golf Course? Yeah, of course, but what happened? Did I do anything special? Well, you, you almost took that guy's wife. I remember that. <laughs> ben Ross, the wife snatcher. Are we really going to believe that guy? I mean, do you hear his voice? Hear how drunk well, he was. You did, you did last segment, Benny. Just tell us that you were zero inches away from her, uh, which means that you were literally on top of another man's wife at the Germantown Country Club, uh, and you almost stole her, according to this very viable, very sober man outside of the Deer District or in the Deer District outside the Pfizer Forum yesterday as the Bucks tied the series up with the Nets 2-2. The Deer District boys, Ben Brust and Joshy DiMaggio, were there with the microphone. Uh, are you guys friends? now yeah we're boys 100 percent right yeah, boys, is, boys is different why is the first boys, why why did you laugh when i said that because you gave is, you gave such a snap answer that it feels like one of those things you're unsure about but you wanted me to say yes to no do you ask me again greg and i promise you i won't give you a snap answer i'll give you the like I'm, are you guys friends yeah we're boys yeah, but you boys means that you don't want to call each other friends. Boys is like I I want to kind of say yes, but look, I think I think we got a step closer. We're, we're like okay. brothers. <laughs> anyway, brothers, I think brothers is actually a step beyond friends. Yeah, I, again, I'm st- we're bros. <laughs> uh, friend of show Pratik chimes in. He says, "At Ben Bruss, being zero inches away from someone." Means you were actually touching them. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? You're my friend now. Because <laughs> I laugh at my friends, my bros. And Greg's looking at me like I have four <laughs> eyes right now. Well, you did just pivot out of nowhere because you were uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. <laughs> Why are you uncomfortable? Because you don't want to talk about your your non-friendship kind of friendship. <laughs> well, I meant with friendship with Josh. Here's the thing. You got really awkward, and then all of a sudden you just retold the joke <laughs> that I already told at the beginning of the segment. 
Now, I know it had to do with you, and I know that it was like 50% possible you just weren't paying attention when I brought the show in, and it's 10% possible your headphones weren't plugged in, but you kind of just stalled the whole thing out of the gate. So here's the thing, Greg. Josh's friends were at the Deer District, and like, it's hard for me to say that Josh and I are friends because I don't know if Josh's friends and I have anything in common. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when Were you, you meet... scared of Josh's friends? No, I mean, I'm yeah. definitely more scared of others around um, because, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff going around uh, over there at the Deer District. Very crazy things. Like um, what? What's the craziest I, thing you saw? I mean... Aaron Rodgers, you got to roll it and light it. You know, there, there, was, uh, there was something. I mean, what are you doing? You could just say there was a lot of people smoking weed outside of the stadium. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was happening. There was also looked like some, some things that rhymed with the word jolly. <laughs> like there was just some stuff going on, and I'm, I was very scared. And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying your friends did that, but I'm just saying I was. <laughs> You've implicated my friends in a terrible way. That's not way. what I'm doing. My <laughs> friends were the ones that had beer spilled down the front of their shirt golly? from having a bunch. Golly? Gee, golly? A, B, C, D. You're halfway down there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're not friends still, but you're scared of Josh now because you're scared of his friends. But I said we're boys. Association. We're getting closer to becoming boys, friends. Okay. So it goes boys and then probably another step, then boys, then bros, and then friends, and then brother. Like who Who even knows at this point, but you've made this segment already off to an <laughs> awkward start. I didn't do anything. As much as... <laughs> Mark Murphy has continued to make this an awkward situation with Aaron Rodgers over the weekend. You called Josh a bro, a boy, a buddy, whatever it is. Well, uh, Mark Murphy called Aaron Rodgers a complicated fella. I'm often reminded, though, uh, if uh, Ted Thompson, I think most of you know, just a great general manager, uh, passed away uh, this past year, or excuse me, earlier this year. Uh, often talked about Aaron that he's a comp, or, and it wasn't just Aaron, a lot of different players, he would say, he's a complicated fella. So I'll just, uh, say that. Damn. <laughs> was he looking for some laughs? Cause he kind of paused after he said that. Like, it was almost like he knew it was like a pro Green Bay Packer crowd wearing the G, you know, like the legacy of Lombardi lives within everyone that is in that room. And I think he was looking for a little bit more support once he said that. There is there is a slight laugh in it. I kind of canceled it out by trying to get the static sound out of there. But he did get, I think it was a courtesy laugh. Yeah, like yeah, a laugh I mean, of like, he- how did we get here? He's, uh, look, he's he's somebody who's in a room that's going to be ultimately an echo chamber, and I think Jesse Nelson, the hall monitor, I'll give him credit. Maybe we could find this sound, Joshy. But I think I heard on Wildey and Tausche compare it to Michael Scott from The Office. And the quote of, sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where it's going. And it felt a little bit like that with Mark Murphy there. But I also think that it just shows me that, like, Mark Murphy and the Packers aren't really that scared of this situation. They're not as worried about it as much as the rest of Packers Nation is. I think there are some fans, obviously, outside of the Deer District that are ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. You guys talked to him yesterday. Um, 
I think that there's some people who are saying, hey, we can move on. I think there's other fans who are saying, I would do anything to bring Aaron Rodgers back. And me as the number one Aaron Rodgers supporter, um, you know, I, I, I want Aaron back as bad, if not worse, than anybody. But ultimately, to me, what he is saying there, if I'm going to play translator of what those comments mean or what what it is, is, yeah, like, I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. The Packers culture, our organizational philosophy is more important than Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's a complicated guy. Now, when I hear complicated fella, I think that Aaron would agree with that in a vacuum. If, if, if Pat McAfee on a Tuesday, or Mark Tauscher, I should say, were to say, hey, Aaron, would you describe yourself as complicated or simple? I think Aaron would say, yeah, I'm complicated. I'm a complicated guy. Uh, I don't know if he would use the word fellow, which is an entirely different conversation. Uh, but I, I think he would agree to it. The fact that Mark Murphy was willing to put his voice and chime in on anything about Aaron Rodgers as a person on a personal level in an interpersonal capacity during this sort of Cold War happening between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, I think the act of saying the obvious is greater than the obvious. And I think that ultimately that's what could potentially bother Aaron Rodgers to a degree that this canyon between them continues to get fur you know, continue to get deeper and deeper. So I, I believe that Mark Murphy has just the chest out confidence right now because he showed his support for Brian Gutekunst and those two seem to be in lockstep and it's no coincidence that as the week progressed in mandatory minicamps number 10 Jordan Love was getting lots of love by the media, by the coaches by you know teammates high five at him, they were fanning him down because he had some great uh, sequences throughout practice that I think maybe they're like you know what like you said, Greg, we're not as worried about the future of the Green Bay Packers. We're going to keep wearing that G and, and living by our legacy loud and proud because we did draft Jordan Love, and he is continuing to build. And Jordan Love is saying that he has confidence that he'll be ready to be the starter in Week 1. And maybe that's echoing around 1265 Lombardi Avenue as they start going through what the future holds with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Hold up. What do you, want? you should uh -oh. see the look on Ben's uh -oh. face when he hears that sound. He's nervous. Are I you said, going what? Where I, I said, think you're going, okay. Josh. Now, now let me, yeah. let, can I start with this? Whatever word you're going to say, did I at least use it right in the sentence? This is actually, a word. This is actually not something you said. Greg defined what's going on between the Rodgers and the Packers as a cold war. Yes. Do you know who was involved in the cold war and what the cold war meant? It was between the USA and Russia, and there was a Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> Why is he laughing so hard? Because you, you're the best at, at taking one thing and you just associate it. And you're like, you can go one inch deep on this and we won't push you any further. That's what she said. <laughs> Considering that you thought that the uh, um, you know honey you came know from B sweat, yeah, you didn't know much about the Berlin Wall is where I was going to go, and you still have no idea how that relates to the Cold War whatsoever. But you know about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, I mean it was close to home. I mean they were they were, they were aiming at us, of course. If they shot up were those you, missiles, I might not be were here. You, were you alive for the Cuban Missile Crisis? Uh, I was not alive. I want to say the Cold War was in the eighties. 
Yeah, but do you know when the Cuban Missile Crisis was, perhaps? 87? Or the, pre or the president, no. Um, the president. Can you give me four options? <laughs> Who wants to be a millionaire style? Uh, yes, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, Gerald Ford, or JFK. It wasn't JFK. He was not alive. He was not with us. Um, I'm going to go with Ford. Gerald Ford. He was an idiot with this crisis. Nailed it! Ding, ding, ding! Actually? Well done. No. <laughs> was it Reagan? Nope. Actually. Actually. So who was the first option? Jimmy Carter? Not Jimmy Carter. Wasn't him. It was JFK? <laughs> yes. You're jo you guys are messing with me. This is a joke. I, 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 we're not messing with you. Are you familiar at all with the... See, now I want to talk about Mark Murphy's comments, Josh. And you have me going off on the Bay of Pigs. Have you heard of the Bay of Pigs? I've heard of the Bay of Pigs. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. I've heard of the Bay of Pigs. I don't know what happened, but I've heard of it. If you had to guess what happened to the Bay of Pigs, what would you guess? It has nothing to do with pigs. Oh, you nailed it. <laughs> I'm not doing this again. Last time I did this, I sweat. I said that bees sweat made honeys. So I am going to take myself out of this conversation. I'm slowly discovering that a lot of like your knowledge is you just have keywords. You hear Cold War, Cuban Missile Crisis, and you just hope no one has to anything more. Ben Rust is like Ask Jeeves like before Google came out. Like to Ask Jeeves and just pick out random keywords and spit things back. Ben Rust is the equivalent of Ask Jeeves. I have the baseline uh, I mean, information to get by in life. I mean, you don't have the information. You just have the words. But yes, you can, you can BS your way through so many conversations. It's actually a great skill of yours. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I know enough to be dangerous. Just to hang around and then like when it gets too deep, hopefully somebody else jumps in and they want to have a deeper conversation about it and then I leave. Bay of Pigs, by the way, failed invasion uh, of Cuba. I believe it was in 1961, and kind of laid the uh, laid the foundation there for the Cuban Missile Crisis. We'll continue to talk about Mark Murphy calling Aaron Rodgers a complicated fellow. We got one or zeros coming up next on Scalzo and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. Well, hey, I think it was a gentleman move. Funny. I think you cut up our steak. I think that's proper. I mean, yeah, you just took it away from the dad, but you know what? <laughs> that's showing the dad like. Here's the new daddy. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! What did you think of Greg Scalzo's defensive performance in the second half? Let's go. Uh, it's amazing. He's on the box. He did amazing. I crushed it last night. Crushed it. Me and the Bucks tied it up 2-2 against the Nets, despite Ben Bruss not believing in us. But we did it at the Pfizer Forum. The Deer District boys, Joshi DiMaggio and Ben Bruss, were outside the stadium talking to fans all day long. This is Scalzo and Bruss, presented by Potosi Brewing Company. We'll continue to play you sound of Ben Bruss being the man at the Deer District. He spent 70% of the time, according to Josh DiMaggio, asking about Ben Bruss, telling people who he was, and getting them to talk about him. But there was some good stuff in between. All of that. Hillsy chimes in, 800-990-3776. Uh -oh. Says, Benny, I love, I love you precisely because you didn't stop after Russia. 
That meeting, when you were asked about what the Cold War was, you could have just said the war between the U.S. and Russia, and then you proceeded to get into the Cuban Missile Crisis because you wanted to add on some expertise, but you didn't actually know what the Cuban Missile Crisis was or anything else about the Cold War. You just thought, oh, this will make it sound good. I'm just like, it's like showing your work in math. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just give the answer. you got to show your work. And so I was showing my work. You would have gotten an incomplete, even with the Cuban Missile Crisis. No, I mean, I think I would have got a passing grade because I at least showed the connection between the U.S. and, and Russia. There was some evidence not there. A, not a pa- well, maybe a passing grade in your class, but not a real passing grade. In my class, it was. Josh from Heartland chimes in says, Ben, who is the U.S. president when Neil Armstrong walked on the moon? A, George Washington. B, Donald Trump. C, Abraham Lincoln. D, Richard Nixon. E, Bill Clinton. It's either Nixon or none of the above. I know that wasn't an option, but I'm saying it was either Nixon or none of the above. That's it. Yeah, I mean, can someone give me a right or wrong here? Ben Brust. You're too smart for us. 800-990-3776. It was Nixon. But you also said none of the above, and then I was going to try to trick you because there was one below. We could have talked him out of it for sure. I know, but... (laughs) We got Ron in the key on the line here. Ron, welcome to Scalso and Bros. Welcome. Did you guys ask him who the president was, and then he named some, and you said he was Ron? Like, because there wasn't one president during the Cold War. There was no, we a asked bunch him. The, of, we asked him the during the Cuban during Missile, Cuban crisis. missile yeah. crisis. Well, no. First, you said during the Cold War, and then Ben brought up the Cuban Missile Crisis. We never asked him who the president was. We asked him who the what was the Cold War. What are you, that Ryan? You're, you're a hall monitor right, right now. now. Yeah, you better shape up. I mean, he should know about the Cold War. He literally plays Cold War for Call of Duty. They have a trailer with Ronald Reagan in it. I don't watch the trailer. I skip over the trailer. I just want to play my game. <laughs> Ben, did you know that the Call of Duty you play is about the Cold War? If Ron didn't say it. Yeah, of course, of, uh, of course, I, I did. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, they just dropped me out of a plane, and it's, it's battle royale. Did Survive you know to the that end. It was set in 1984. The game? <laughs> yes. It's no shot that he knew, or that he cares it was set in 1984. Well, now it's starting to all make sense because I was wondering why the newest guns, which is the Cold War guns, they look like they're so much older. There it is. All right. You guys have a good day. Thank you for the call. Hold on, Ron. You just called in to try to accuse me and Josh of messing that up with Ben when we didn't in actuality? Go back and listen on the Scalzo and Bruss podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, download the Scalzo and Bruss podcast, and we can all tell Ron just how wrong he was. Because Josh, I believe, did ask you, Ben, what was the Cold War, and then you said it was between the U.S. and Russia. Yes. And actually, that wasn't even correct because it was technically the Soviet, Soviet Union. Union. Yes. <laughs> Let's get to some one or zero. God, Ron. Are you a one or a zero? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. He is Ben Rost. I'm Greg Scalzo. We're your contestants for one or zero. Josh DiMaggio is your host. He asks us a question. We say one. Yes, zero for no. Josh, I am going to start, though, because I have a special one or zero for you. This courtesy of Ryan and McGuanago. Josh, you will be bringing Ben home to McGuanago Summerfest this weekend. 
One or zero? Uh, zero. I have no intentions to... I don't think Ben's ready for Maguanago Summerfest and all it brings. Are you going? No. I haven't been since I was, like, in high school. You, you're, so you're saying I can't hang with the high schoolers? No, I was just I was just doing a little bit, a bit of a bit there. Well, you couldn't hang at Fish Day at Port Washington with my friends. Okay. Are they your friends or are they Josh Gosser's friends? Well, I mean, I was invited to the bachelor party and I'm going to the wedding, all so right, all right, suck all right, it. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> my favorite Ben is when he starts to flex on us about having friends. About friends, Okay, Packers president Mark Murphy said Aaron Rodgers is a complicated follow late last week. One or zero. It's better to be complicated than simple. One, it's way better to be complicated than simple. If you're simple, I'm going to make fun of you. I'm going to call you a square, a simpleton, you know, a bunch of terms, and you're just not going to be that fun to be around. You probably will be in doses, but I need more fun, and I need more uh, just energy. Like, simple people, eh. I'm not very simple, right, guys? I'm a complicated fella. So, 800-990-3776, Dale in Partyville did text in last segment and say, simple question mark, Ben Brust, that's simple. Oh, come on, Dale. I mean, that's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. 800-990-3776, Stephen Waukesha. Uh, <laughs> Waukesha, nailed it. Ben Brust, I would say that you're the most complicated, simple fellow in the world. Why are you doing things just to get Josh to laugh today? Josh, we were boys. We went to the Deer District yesterday. We were hanging out. We had a good time. We had a connection. And then you come on the air, and then you turn on me. This is what pals do. We razz each other. Ben, you haven't read a book in, like, in 20 years. What does that have to do with anything? You're simple. You're simple-minded. Like, I, I love you. You're a complicated person. But you don't, you don't want to learn. You don't care about the things around you. That defines simplicity, right? I can't. What are you talking? Josh is around me. <laughs> You're around me. But like, uh, you're si- you like to go to the same places over and over again. You want a vacation at Disney. Like you have no interest. Stop in- with the Disney thing. Trying new things. You watch Harry Josh, Potter I'm- every year, all of them. But at the same time, Ben Bross is a very complicated guy. So it is a, it's a weird, you've got a weird dichotomy to you. Like, that's what I mean. You are a complicated person. There's no doubt about it. You're sweet, emotional, sensitive, awesome guy. And then on the other hand, like you, you know, like you're gonna, I'm going to play 30 days worth of Call of Duty over two months <laughs> and not shower very often. I don't know. There's a dichotomy there. Seems like a complicated fellow, if you ask me. So you want to be complicated. I am complicated. So everybody's worried that that Aaron Rodgers is going to be offended by being called a complicated fellow. You're saying it's actually a compliment. In this situation, yes. If I was in a rift with you guys... Like, like for real, and I was thinking about boycotting the show and sitting out until you know having to pay back money. Um, I would not find it great in terms of mending our relationships if it was to get me back with the crew. 
So Ben Brust, who uh, likes to position himself as Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, often, oftentimes, <laughs> uh, Ben Brust would get upset if he was called simple. He would also get upset if he was called complicated. Just another example of a similarity between Ben Brust and Aaron Rodgers, because you know Aaron Rodgers is going to be upset about what Mike Murphy said, whether he'd prefer to be called simple or complicated. We'll, uh, we'll posit the question of whether or not the Packers are done with Aaron Rodgers the way that Aaron Rodgers seems to be done with the Green Bay Packers. That's next on Scalzo and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. They're lying. Raisins suck. Raisins suck. We know that people like raisins. No, they don't. Because raisins are sold and people buy them. They spend their money on raisins. No, Ugh. it's big grape. They got to get rid of those extra, those extra did, grapes. Did you know that a raisin originated <laughs> as a grape? Yeah. Okay. It's part of the wine family. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. How do bees make money? I don't know. A man walks down the street. He says, why am I soft in the middle now? Scalzo and Brust presented by Potosi Brewing Company. He is Ben Brust, one half of the Deer District boys, along with Joshi DiMaggio. They were hanging outside of the stadium yesterday. The Bucks with a huge win over the Brooklyn Nets. Not the series at 2-2-2. Two, two, two. We'll continue to play Ben Brust, asking really important, intelligent questions to Bucks fans outside of the stadiums afterwards. Ben, on a uh, scale of 0 to Badgers versus Michigan circa 2018 for Ben Brust, uh, how how drunk were the fans outside of the Deer District? I would say about a, a nine. I mean, like, I mean, man, there were some people that I was like, I, I asked Josh, I was like, what about that guy? And the next thing I know, he started stumbling. I was like, nope. Like, there were some characters out it, there. This might be surprising to you, Greg, but we actually made decisions on that guy might have had too much. Let's not put him on air because he might not remember it. We 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 avoided certain people because might there not remember we, we wouldn't be able to understand him. That's pro- that's why. There's one. Ben was Joshy the ultimate hall monitor. There was did he kept throwing rule, throwing rules at you the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Every everywhere <laughs> I went, Josh was like, "No, not that person. Not this person. Don't ask this this question. Don't ask that question. Don't swear. Don't do that. Don't do this." Yeah, he was the ultimate hall monitor. He's exactly what you expect when you bring someone who doesn't know how to have fun to an area where it's all based around fun. Greg, if you were to compare who knows how to have fun more, me or Ben? I I don't think, I mean, different (laughs) kinds of fun, I would say. In a weird way, too, like, Ben is such a better rule follower than Josh. (laughs) In so many ways. But when it comes to the like the on air stuff, it's so it's just flipped. It's inverted. Like it's completely flipped. It's inverted. It yes. Yeah, you're a loser, well. and I'm fun. <laughs> you just laugh at things, and that's your job. Jr. in the car chimes at 800-990-3776. We'll open up the phone lines as well. 800-990-3776. That the patented official Scalzo and Bruss talking text line. Jr. in the car says, "What are your guys' thoughts on people who say that Giannis's involvement in Kyrie's injury uh, was intentional and dirty?" I heard it mentioned uh, today. Interested what the Scalzo and Bruss family thinks, especially those that aren't Bucks fans. Not dirty. The amount of times that I've seen that play happen, whether it be my teammates or or when I was in college or was in high school, 
It's basketball. Like, there's so many plays where you guys are jumping up and down. You're bound to step on a foot every now and again. It's part of the game. Get the heck out of here with the dirty stuff. And, and not to, like, discount Kyrie, but if you're going to try and hurt someone, it's definitely going to be Kevin Durant, is it not? I mean, if you're going to yeah, target, I don't know if that's the best. If you're argument, talking about argument. targeting, <laughs> well, well, if if we think you're he has enough bounties on players to, like the Saints, to roll someone's ankle on purpose, you think he'd be smart about it? Uh, that is fair. Uh, <laughs> but here's but no, the thing. I agree. I agree with you, Ben. I think in general they're trying to play with a little more physicality, and when that stuff happens, you're going to get more bodies in there. But you're right; it's like the most common injury that you see happen on a basketball. If game. you looked, if someone said, "Hey, go hurt that person." You would be able to tell because that person would be Grayson Allen. They would just like you would just see them purposely doing things all the time because if their goal was to hurt somebody, you you'd have to go out of your way. You know what I mean? Like you you'd have to try and hurt somebody. You, you can't just do it and make it look normal. Eight three one, which is definitely a Bucks bot. Uh, yes, Texas. love it's Bucks bots. <laughs> the Bucks about to finish up the Nets in six, like Buck Nation predicted. Yeah, Ben and I heard Bucks in six no less than five million times yesterday. Not just Ben and I, the entire Deer dis- dis- District. Whoa, whoa, nailed it. Well, Terry says Ben is slightly complicated, but not in a good way. Hills, he says, when Ben says and other terms, has he really just run out of other terms? Uh, and 608 chimes in, says, is there something between complicated and simple? I think Ben is that. Josh, you put it on the poll, at Scalzo and Brust. Is Ben Brust complicated or simple? Only those two options. Is Ben Brust complicated or simple? On Twitter, at Scalzo and Brust, obviously this coming from Mark Murphy's comments came out over the weekend where he, call, where he called Aaron Rodgers a complicated fella and as icy as the Cold War is between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers coming a week after uh, Mark Murphy wrote in uh, Take 5 with Mark Murphy in an email response column on uh, Q&A on Packers.com and he said the less both sides say the better and then a week later calls Rodgers a complicated fella. Here's what it sounded like. Often talked about Aaron that he's a comp or and it wasn't just Aaron, a lot of different players he would say he's a complicated fella. So I'll just uh, say that. Would you say Ben Brost is a complicated fella or a simple fella? Well but again, what I, do you guys I think-, think? I need your answers if I'm not just gonna sit here without your answers. Uh, I would Greg say complicated. Say- <laughs> I did already say he said simple. Yeah, you can't backtrack now. <laughs> so I still have complicated left to take? Yeah, I'm taking that side. Well, Alex Strofe, my arch nemesis, uh, who talks like this. My name's Alex Strofe. Yeah, uh, I think Ben is, uh, you know, I'm, I got to think about this one, and I'll say something kind of clever here. Go ahead, Alex. Thanks, Benny. Uh, good setup. I think you're like 13-year-old complicated, right? You pee in bottles. You play a bunch of Call of Duty. You don't shower that often. You smell kind of weird. Like, you're you're complicated, but you're as complicated as a 13-year-old boy who's going through puberty, I'm right? Just, Is that a fair analysis? I hope, I hope my voice cracks so I can sound like you one day. Me too, really, Benny. That'd be good I'm, for you. 
I'm really disappointed in the fact that I took it back to Ben Brust and put the spotlight back on him. Uh, as, as I do really want to talk about the Aaron Rodgers-Mark Murphy situation, I'm fascinated by it uh, because you don't hear a team basically try to put Aaron Rodgers in Aaron Rodgers back in their pocket as publicly as the Packers are trying to do right now as they just shove him around to the point uh, where ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky says that like the Packers are as done with Aaron Rodgers as Aaron Rodgers is done with the Packers. It seems and it sounds like the Packers front office can tell us everything that we want to hear about we want to do everything we can to bring Aaron Rodgers back. And we're going to attack it every single day. No, you're not. You're, you're not. You're not, dude. I, because you, whether you consider complicated fella to have a negative connotation or not, not. it's not a positive one. Yeah. It's not an uplifting like, you know, like, hey, we, we need this guy back because he's our Super Bowl caliber quarterback. So I just think that the front office is done. I just think the front office yeah. doesn't want Aaron Rodgers around anymore just as much as it sounds Aaron doesn't want to be there. That again, Dan Orlovsky talking to Pat McAfee from earlier today. Quickly, Ben, what do you think about that? I mean, I, I, I agree. I think at this point, you mentioned it. It is the Cold War. Both sides don't like each other. They're not really saying things, but they're saying things. At this point, both of them hate each other. Aaron Rodgers, believe it or not, hates Brian Gutekunst. Brian Gutekunst and Mark Murphy are sick of Aaron Rodgers and whatever he wants to be happier, whatever guarantees he wants in the contract, or actually whatever narrative is going on with Aaron Rodgers every week because it changes. The narrative is changing and everyone's getting sick of it. Packer Nation, Mark Murphy, Aaron Rodgers, not Scalzone Brust because we're starting to see the love train. Yes, and I am Aaron Rodgers' number one supporter. I don't think that the Packers want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. I'll tell you why next on Scalzo and Brust.